Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And as we've done in the past, sometimes we focus a program on women. But you know what? Men, y'all need to listen because you have women in your lives that you need to be supporting with this information. So please join me in welcoming Lynn Elioff to our program today. Welcome, Lynn. Deb, thank you so much for having me. I've been excited to talk to you. Great. You know, it's, it's going to be so much fun. And so let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will jump into this. Okay. So Lynn Elioff is a lawyer turned entrepreneur and mind, body, business transformation coach. Her work is based on brain science, transformational psychology, and how the subconscious mind seems to sabotage our best laid plans. Lynn loves helping her clients find the elusive answer to this mind-boggling question, if I'm so smart, why can't I figure this out? So again, Lynn, welcome. Thank you, Deb. Great. Well, you know, let's kind of go back a bit. I always love finding out how my guests came to do what it is that they do, because you've taken a little bit of a circuitous route. So tell us how you discovered that this is now your passion in life. Well, I think I started coaching when I was six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it has really been um, personal development, self-development, uh, or what I call self-optimization mm-hmm. has really been one of my key values. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and, and really, it kind of, it started when, listen to this, Deb, this is crazy. I was in college, and mm-hmm. I had to fill a slot in my curriculum. Uh-huh. And and I wanted it so that I could have Fridays off. I was uh-huh. at the point. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So the only course left that would fit into my mm-hmm. grand scheme was a, rel- a theology course on oh. yoga. And I thought, oh, this will be a breeze. Yeah, yoga, sounds interesting. You know, right. Well, it was the most fascinating course mm-hmm. because it really got into um, the whole like theology mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. yoga. This wasn't about, you know, poses or anything yeah. like that. This mm-hmm. was the philosophy and the deeper meaning. And mm-hmm. that hooked me. It was probably one of my top three favorite classes when cool. I was in college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that put me on a trajectory. It's funny how, you know, you would, you'd never see it coming, but had I not mm-hmm taken that course, we might not even be talking right, right now, right. right? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that led to, led me in a direction where this became something that was truly very important mm-hmm. to me. Um, I went into my first career out of college was in radio and television. Mm-hmm. And so that led me to <laughs> all kinds of wonderful experiences. Mm -hmm. But what I always wanted, or at least what I always thought I wanted was to go to law school. But my career in radio radio and television was, uh, I was very successful. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of like that went on the back burner until Mm -hmm. I finally had an opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. I went to law school, loved law school, but Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be a lawyer sitting in an office somewhere billable hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing. just doing paperwork, paperwork, oh, mm-hmm. right? But uh, but the law intrigued me, and thinking mm-hmm. like a lawyer, and I found that that uh, that kind of played into my natural instinct to ask mm-hmm. people questions, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was what made me really good at right. uh, reporting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, to to make a long story short, I became a coach because it created. Um, it was an opportunity for me to bring it all together. Right. You know, my own growth, um, my own, I call them AFCOs. It was another freaking growth opportunity mm-hmm. for me personally. Mm-hmm. And then I, th- I realized that I needed to talk to women about mm-hmm. this. Right. And, and there are two avenues that I have found to 
my own personal growth, Mm -hmm. starting my own business. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. That was just, (laughs) I call that an AFCO of epic proportion. Mm -hmm. And then also our bodies and Mm -hmm. making peace with our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I've had my own journey in that regard. And I have found that there are rarely women that I have met who don't struggle somewhere along the way with making peace with their bodies. Usually it's a struggle. And Mm -hmm. so I found that, you know, whether you're starting a business (laughs) or you're struggling to make peace with your body, it's the same kind of process. Right. Right. So it's little voices in your head. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's right. Mm -hmm. They all sound the same, whether Mm -hmm. it's like, don't eat that or don't do a Facebook live. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can't do that. That's Mm -hmm. too hard. This is Mm -hmm. all that stuff comes up. And so it all for me comes down to one common thing. It's like, who do I want to be mm-hmm. as a woman? Right. No matter what I do, mm-hmm. um, whether I'm, you know, whether I'm wearing my mom hat or my entrepreneur hat, mm-hmm. like what is the best version of myself? Like mm-hmm. what, excuse me, what does she look like? Mm-hmm. And um, that is something that I ask myself all the time. And that's how I work with my clients because we think that it's, the diet's fault, or we right. think it's our business's fault, or we think it's our bank account's fault. And really, uh, all of that is just a reflection of what's going on inside mm-hmm. of us. Right. So once we attend to that, mm-hmm. then everything else on the outside starts mm-hmm. to change. Right. You know, and, and it is, it's those little voices in our head. And, yes. you know, and I'm sure men have them too. I mean, you know, this isn't certainly isn't exclusive to women, but to me, it seems like the the little voices in women's heads are not little voices; they're big voices, and they tend to be more negative. You know, the the you can't do it, you're too stupid. You know, and whatever it is, and so many times those started with a real voice. You know, somebody saying something to us when we're younger, or even when we're not so young. You know, where somebody, you know, it, they they do the. I can't believe she's wearing that. You know, and, and you hear that and then you're thinking, oh my gosh, am I, am, is it, is it, you know, all these various things, or I can't believe she's starting her own business, you know, and, and, you know, and, and of course then it does go back to when we're little kids and, and, you know, a teacher, a parent, somebody says, no, 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 you can't do that. And it does tend to be the negative, the can't, you shouldn't, you know, all of those various things. Absolutely. I think it's, so here's my theory. I think it's a pretty good one. (laughs) I think that we are all born, men, women, little, Mm -hmm. you know, as babies, boys, girls, Mm -hmm. we are all born with our dignity intact. Like we think we're hot stuff. Right. Right. Look at at any three-year-old. They think they're the greatest thing in the world, right? Right. And they don't, they don't play games. They Mm -hmm. don't use sarcasm. They don't try to get things Mm -hmm. around. Like they just want what they want. Mm-hmm. And when they're happy, they're happy. Right. And they're not trying to maneuver anything. Mm-hmm. They're authentic and genuine and their dignity is intact. Right. And then something happens like what you say. Somebody says something. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, for other little girls, oftentimes it's about how they look. Right. You know, diet culture mm-hmm. played mm-hmm. a number on us in the Western world. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it was often about how she looks or mm-hmm. what her uh, comment about your body. And then right. as a little girl, you're, you're like, wait a minute. I thought I was amazing right. until somebody mm-hmm. had that opinion mm-hmm. about me. Mm-hmm. And that's where we go down mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this um, it's, it's a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. I, I always say it's like we uh, losing our teeth is a rite of passage, but mm-hmm. our teeth automatically grow back. Right. But we don't automatically mm-hmm. get our dignity mm-hmm. back. That's on us and that's our job. And I think whether you're a man or a woman, that Mm -hmm. is our purpose in life is to get our dignity back Mm -hmm. by really understanding who we are, Mm -hmm. the essence of who we Mm -hmm. are. And then when we can own that, I believe we can have everything Mm -hmm. we want. A lot of people will say, oh, Lynn, I don't know, but we have, oh, yes, Mm -hmm. you can have everything you want, Mm -hmm. but you must align yourself back to what you knew as a little girl or a mm-hmm. little boy right. about who you are and the place that you take up mm-hmm. in the world, your rightful place in this mm-hmm. world, and the voice that you have the right to use. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and usually until you're three or so, and, and you know, it, it depends, you're the center of your parents' universe. Yeah. 
And you know, now I'm an only child, so I'm always the center of my parents' universe. <laughs> but but you know, once you start getting a little bit older, then you realize they have other interests. They do you know they do other things, and and you and you don't need nearly so much care. So you know, you're not the the true center. They are doing other things. You know, and and so you know, maybe that's where this whole thing starts to go. It's like, well, wait a minute. What, what do you mean I'm not the most important thing anymore? Right. Well, I, yes, and if it's not your parents, and you know, we always like to blame our parents, but mm-hmm. there, no parents are perfect. I have four right. children. I know I've messed things up along mm-hmm. the way, but it could be just a very innocent comment mm-hmm. right. from a friend of the family mm-hmm. or your kindergarten teacher, mm-hmm. which happened to me. I remember right. what my kindergarten mm-hmm. teacher said. And, and so there are these things along the way that mm-hmm. happen that unless we have someone who is telling us and teaching us mm-hmm. and mentoring us, like, no, no. Those are those opinions belong mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. their business. That's mm-hmm. more about them than it is about mm-hmm. you. But we certainly don't do that. So mm-hmm. as children, we grow up with a mistaken identity mm-hmm. that somehow we're flawed or we're mm-hmm. broken or there's something wrong with us. And right. then we turn to external things mm-hmm. to feel better, whether right. it's food or mm-hmm. spending or gambling mm-hmm. or drinking, whatever it is, we mm-hmm. look for um, to, we look to feel better. Basically, right. that's it. That's right. what we want. Right. You know, and so many times those comments that were made to us were well-meaning, right? Of course they were. <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, it's not until you get a little bit older and, you know, and, and, and the, the girls are snarky at each other. And we're going to talk a little bit more about how women, oh, holy schmoly, we get real snarky at each other, right? You know, or boys. I mean, that's where the, the cruel comments start coming in. But yeah, many times those, those things were well-meaning that, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't you feel better if you lost 10 pounds? Yes. Or such a pretty face. Right, right. Yeah. You're so pretty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. You know, and 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 so they mean well, but in many cases it's a reflection of themselves. I mean, you know, they're thinking they're they're overweight or, you know, all of those various things. But then we do take it to heart, you know, and 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 to our soul. And we're you know, we we start dieting. You know, you we're gonna talk about your book, but in your book, you talked about the fact that your first diet was when you were nine, Mm. nine years old. Nine years old with my little girlfriend, we were going swimming for the day and we were reading some magazines. Mm-hmm. We were stick thin. I mean, we were just like little right. girls without mm-hmm. an ounce of extra flesh mm-hmm. on our bodies. And we thought, whoa, you know, we shouldn't, we better not eat. Mm-hmm. That's how, that right. was, the, I remember mm-hmm. thinking, mm-hmm better not eat. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we should go on a diet or we should no. eat this mm-hmm. or we shouldn't eat that kind of food. It was like, we shouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. Because that's how we interpreted with our child, mm-hmm. you know, intellect. That's what these magazines were telling right. us. Mm-hmm. Attractive women don't mm-hmm. eat. Desirable women don't eat. Mm-hmm. Smaller you are, the mm-hmm. more valuable you mm-hmm. are. So the diet culture hit us over the head mm-hmm. pretty hard. And, and we're finding that it is the average age for women to go on their first diet is when they were little girls mm-hmm. at the age of eight. Ooh. So Ooh. I thought it was I thought it was just me, mm-hmm. but no, no, no. Mm-hmm. This has been pervasive in mm-hmm. our society right. where young girls get mm-hmm. the message very early that their mm-hmm. value is tied mm-hmm. How they look, mm-hmm. right? You know, and and you look at now. You know, granted, I'm I'm an a, an older generation, and and things have changed a bit. But you know, the the dolls that we played with yeah. was Barbie. Barbie mm-hmm. had a waist that was you know this big around, and bosoms that were. You know, she would have if she'd been like that in real life. She would have tipped over. Um, you know, but but that's what you're looking at. You're looking. Okay, well that must be what Ken values, and you know, and and so and you know, and, and you looked at Ken. Well, Ken's a beefy guy, you know, and and he's got muscles, and you know, and and or GI Joe or all of those things. You know, the dolls that we had, or they had zero shape at all. You know, they just they were these kind of weird little sack critters. And you know, and then you look even the cartoons, you know, the cartoons that 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 we had, the same thing, you know, very, very slender, usually pretty bosomy. You know, I grew up during the time of Wonder Woman on TV with Linda Carter. Um, you know, and, and her she was a Barbie figure. I mean, you know, that was was her and and so you did, you thought that is what 
people like, and therefore that's what will make you successful. That's, that's exactly it. And that's how it, it, it you know, I, I think back to my mom and her friends, like mm-hmm. they were always going on diets. Right. Like this is like uh, trying to see a fish trying to see water. Right. <laughs> it was just, mm-hmm. that's just the way it mm-hmm. was. And, um, you know, I feel for the little girl in me and my little friend and mm-hmm. all the young girls out mm-hmm. there who got that message that, if you want to be seen, if you want to be valued, mm-hmm. then you better conform to this ideal that right. who knows who made up mm-hmm. and said that was the way it had mm-hmm. to be. And we fell for it hook, line and sinker mm-hmm. right. until we clued in. Mm-hmm. And it's been a process for women to clue mm-hmm. in. And I think that, you know, we're, we're getting there. Right. We're getting there. Right. You know, and, and we were talking before the program started. The, the nice thing is other you know companies are are cluing in you know one of my favorites is target when you get their flyers they have what what are, are you know in essence normal sized women as models you know and 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 even some overweight you know some some lar- I shouldn't say overweight some some larger women um you know and, and they might be in in swimsuits you know because you know and 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 I love that dove uh, dove soap i believe oh, is one of the first yes. ones one that of my really yeah, they started with uh, you know we're not going to have size 0 models because most women are not size 0 um you know and and so but it's it's funny because when you look at the ads and it's a average size woman, you know, so that's what about a size 10 or size 12. Many times the first thought you have is, Ooh, she's big mm-hmm. or, you know, and, and, and then you realize, wait a minute, no, that's what I look like. Um, you know, and, and so I love that advertisers and, and, and clothing manufacturers, all of these people have finally figured out that, you know, they need to show real women. Yeah. Well, women are demanding that mm-hmm. we see real mm-hmm. women. I mean, because we've been so programmed mm-hmm. to expect to see women that we can't even relate to. Right. Yeah. It's like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. It's like we look at the Target mm-hmm. ad and we go, wait a minute, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem right. No. And she's normal. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Normal. So I think that we are, um, as we get used to that and we, we reprogram mm-hmm. our own way of thinking mm-hmm. and expectations, then we can say, mm-hmm. hey, give us more of that advertisers because you're wrong to think that Mm -hmm. what we expect to see is an unrealistic Mm -hmm. version of ourselves. We don't want that. You know, now we just need the people who do television and movies to do the same because still tends to be, you know, the little twiggy people that, that are in there and the big beefy guys. I always love that. Um, But, but yeah, it's, it is catching up, um, you know, and, and, and of course that I think that is more predominant here in the United States that, you know, that we still have kind of, you know, the, the waif thin type of people than, than maybe some of the, you know, the media in other countries. But yeah, it's, we, I want to see somebody that looks like me, um, you know, and, and that's not going to be a size zero person. Right. I think though, you know, what, what needs to happen is that we need to, um, and, and we see this happening, right, where women are now identifying with themselves in a different way. It's right. like my identity is not tied to mm-hmm. being this unrealistic mm-hmm. version of myself. But that's a tough one, right. Deb, because it's, you know, this is, this is brain science. Like mm-hmm. this is stuff that is going on mm-hmm. in, the, um, in the very old part of our brain, our mm-hmm. habit brain. And so mm-hmm. it, it's no joke that this habit is like etched into Mm -hmm. our brain. There are neural pathways Mm -hmm. that are etched in there and it is a habit for us to think a certain way Mm -hmm. to feel typical, typical way for, you know, we each have our way, Mm -hmm. our behaviors are typical. So we have think, feel, do habits and Mm -hmm. patterns that, that are unconscious. And Mm -hmm. until we pay attention to what's going on unconsciously, Mm -hmm. we just think that what we're thinking in this particular moment Mm -hmm. is all that's uh, uh, relevant. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) when we have 60,000 thoughts in a day, can you imagine Mm -hmm. all of that is going on subconsciously Mm -hmm. and all of that is programming that Mm -hmm. has been with us for years. And until we realize we have to update our programming, Mm -hmm. we'll just keep doing the same Mm -hmm. old thing. Right. 
Right. You know, and, and the programming is, you know, like you said, it's, it's just there. You know, I, I just went to a business association meeting and they do a buffet. And, you know, I know that there were people who were, you know, just unconsciously, nope, can't take, can't take a second piece of meat, can't take, you know, can't take that. They need to look for the smaller piece of pie. You know, all of those things. And it, it, there really was no reason aside from they're just used to doing it that way. Yes, or not having anything at all, like, right. and you know, not eating in public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right. that was a big thing. I, mm-hmm. my daughter's um, halfway through high school. Well, for one of them in grade nine, and then um, her older sister, she was going into her um, junior year. Mm-hmm. Put them into an all girls school, mm. and one of the first things that they said was, "Mom, you wouldn't believe it. At lunch, the girls were eating." <laughs> The girls were eating, and I'm like, "What?" And I'd had what do you mean they girls. weren't? So, <laughs> like, because at the other school, mm-hmm. when there were boys, the girls were very careful, right? About what they were eating, mm-hmm. how much they were mm-hmm. eating. I thought, "Oh my goodness!" So it didn't matter that they grew up with a mother mm-hmm. who taught them these right. things. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's there. Mm-hmm. So I'll never forget that. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. Mm-hmm. And um, their experience with being in, in a high school with all girls and just being free to be girls, and, you know, do everything mm-hmm. like a girl, right? <laughs> play sports like a girl, learn like a girl, mm-hmm. cry mm-hmm. like a girl, make jokes like a girl. Mm-hmm. Like that was um, one of the best things that mm-hmm. they, they still talk about. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I love that they yeah. had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mentioned your book. It's called The Dignity Diet, How to End the Cycle of Cry, Eat, Repeat. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it was a great book. I, I read it yesterday. And, you know, it, it, it talks about how these inner voices are there. And we, you know, we don't, as you said, a lot of times we don't even recognize that they're there. Um, you know, they've been so ingrained in us. It's, you know, you, you, you might have been, the, you know, the, the child that when you reached for seconds... So, you know, no, you know, you weren't, you, you learn not to reach for seconds, right. um, you know, or you, you might reach for seconds and somebody, you sure you need that second piece of cake, right. Right. you know, all of those various things. And so, you know, it, it is first it's, it's in recognizing that, um, you know, do we, you know, and, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm now, you know, I'm, I, I have had some pretty serious health issues. And so my thought is skewed a bit because I'm kind of like, you know what? I want a second piece of cake. I'm eating that second piece of cake. But I recognize that that is very, you know, that's, that is not typical, um, you know, and, and so it's, it's very interesting because we do, we, we have to get through that self-sabotaging type of thought. And even re- like you said, recognizing it's there before we can ever try and do anything about it. Yes. That is so true. We have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we are going through life unconsciously. We're going through life mm-hmm. not even aware of our mm-hmm. thoughts. We're not deliberately right. thinking. Mm-hmm. We're just letting our subconscious mind mm-hmm. run the show. And mm-hmm. then we wonder why we don't have the life that mm-hmm. we want. Right. And so uh, really paying attention to how you think. Mm-hmm. And so I call it the dignity diet, not mm-hmm. because... I, you know, you know, some people will say, well, Lynn, you know, diets don't work. Why do you call it that? Well, first mm-hmm. of all, diets do work. Right, right. Diets absolutely work. Mm-hmm. You go on a diet, you restrict enough, mm-hmm. you lose weight. Uh-huh. That's the job of the diet. Mm-hmm. What's your job? Right. Right. And so when we say diets don't work, we're saying, uh, you know, we, we expect the diet to do the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. And we don't do any self-inquiry mm-hmm. as to, well, like, why would I have thought mm-hmm. that going on the cookie diet was a good idea in the first place? Ah, right? that sounds good to me. <laughs> or the keto diet when it doesn't mm-hmm. feel good right. in my body. Mm-hmm. So diets absolutely work, and I don't think diets are inherently bad. Mm-hmm. I think what happens and what is bad and what women have experienced when they go on diets mm-hmm. is deprivation and right. starvation mm-hmm. and the belief that some foods are bad mm-hmm. or they're bad for eating certain mm-hmm. foods. And I'm all about, like you said, you want a second piece of cake, go ahead. Mm-hmm. If that is aligned with what you want right. in your life, mm-hmm. then eat that way. Mm-hmm. But you first have to know what you want. Right. So if mm-hmm. you want to have a body that is 
um, slim and trim and healthy, you want to lower your cholesterol, whatever your goals mm-hmm. are, then, then with dignity, accomplish mm-hmm. that and integrity. Because right. the integrity is like we mm-hmm. can say all kinds of things and then we say, screw it, self-sabotage steps in and we mm-hmm. don't understand why. Right. So I think right. it's really, really important that we take responsibility for the way we eat mm-hmm. and the way we treat our bodies. Mm-hmm. Because what has happened in my view, is that women have said, and I've done this, <laughs> uh, I know exactly what it's like. It's like we override our bodies, right. our mm-hmm. attention. Yeah. When your body is saying, hello, I'm hungry, uh-huh. and we say, eat no. it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I remember, Deb, thinking, this was back in my 20s, so, you know, the nine-year-old goes on a diet, she mm-hmm. thinks their little friend that they're not supposed to even eat. Mm-hmm. And I can remember when when it really occurred to me in my mid twenties, um, getting hungry, mm-hmm. um, still doing the same old thing like restrictive mm-hmm. eating and all that stuff, right. and over efforting with regards mm-hmm. to exercise. And I remember having the thought, "Darn, I'm hungry." Mm-hmm. What, what? And then disappointed right. <laughs> that my mm-hmm. body would be hungry. I mean, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, you starved it. Of course, it's going to be hungry. <laughs> you know, like I'm pretty smart. <laughs> I kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yet, the stuff that goes through our heads that doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. And when we're not really willing to look at that mm-hmm. and say, hmm, that is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Wherever would I have come up with that? Like, right. I didn't even realize I was thinking that. Mm-hmm. I never realized that at nine, I got the idea that we shouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. I realized that much later mm-hmm. after introspection and seeing that, well, my mind's been uh, doing all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy things right. without my mm-hmm. paying any attention, mm-hmm. right? And so once I uncovered that, I could then begin to challenge mm-hmm. this whole notion of, you know, my body's hungry. Right. Maybe I should eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and what would happen if I just yes. listened to my mm-hmm. body? Yeah. And, and it is about eating right. You know, the second piece of cake might not be a good idea for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, and, and, but, but, you know, so many diets, like you said, it's, it's about not eating or eating, you know, a thousand calories a day, which nobody can subsist on, um, you know, or eating things that, that have zero calories, you know, the rice cakes. Oh my Lord. I, I, one of the time I, I ended up on one of those where it was, you know, it, it, you know, you, the, the doctor says you need to lose X number of pounds. So I ate rice cakes. Yeah. Those were just, you know, or carrots or all of those things that are the negative calorie type of things. And your body gets nothing from those. I mean, there's no nutritional value in them. No. So aside from that is, that is part of that, I need to be eating type of, of thing, you know, but you were giving your body nothing. Um, so, so then it was counterproductive because you were still hungry and then you felt guilty because you were still hungry. And all of that because your doctor, mm-hmm. not yours in particular, but uh, you know, like mm-hmm. this happens to women all the time. The doctor will look at, weigh you yeah. and then say, uh, well, you should lose a few. You right. need to lose. Because they've got a chart. They've that got a says. chart. <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Deb, no one has the right to tell any woman right. mm-hmm. what to do with her body mm-hmm. in any capacity, right. not even your doctor. Mm-hmm. Your doctor can give you the facts, like right. the data. Yeah. You're pre-diabetic. You're you. pre- <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you always get to decide. Mm-hmm. And I think until women really take the power mm-hmm. back to decide what right. they want to do, because mm-hmm. no woman has to go on a diet. Right. You don't have to go on no. a diet. You don't have to weigh mm-hmm. a certain number. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is not about that at all. And right. I think that's where even anti-diet culture mm-hmm. has, is messing women up because mm-hmm. anti-diet culture is saying, don't go on a diet. Right. And if you go on a diet, you're letting down all of women's right. time. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hold on a second. Yeah. Just the flip side of the same mm-hmm. coin. You're telling mm-hmm. women what to do. Mm-hmm. How about we just back off right. and right. let women mm-hmm. decide mm-hmm. what they want to do. Right. And if a woman wants to go on a diet of Doritos and French mm-hmm. fries and cookies, leave her alone. Yeah. And if you want to eat Doritos and mm-hmm. French fries and cookies, don't hide it. Right. Don't pretend it. Mm-hmm. Just step into your integrity and saying, this is what I want. Right. Right. This is what yeah, I want. And, and 
I owe no one an explanation. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's great to to know the 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 what might be health concerns with that. Yes. You know, so you know, too much fat, you know, whatever all those various things are. But then you make that choice. I you mean, do. it's and 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 it's not in a way, it's kind of like addiction, you know, because you still, you know, you've you've kind of got that choice. You know it's bad for you smoking. Okay, I'll that's that's an even better. People who smoke, they know it's bad for them, but they do it anyway. And they have a right to do that. Yeah. You know, they, and, and some of them will get sick. Some of them won't, you know, and, and all these various things, you know, we, we, we drive our cars faster than we should, but we, we have made that choice, you know? And, and so again, why not make the choice with the food? Okay. You know, I know that if I eat this, it's probably not going to be good for my digestion, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I remember after one of the surgeries that I've had, I've had you know numerous surgeries. I asked the doctor, "What do I need to do about my diet?" And I love this man. I, he's he, you know he's he's the greatest doctor in the world. He looks at me and he says, "Eat what you want. If it works, that's okay. If it doesn't work, well maybe don't eat it again." <laughs> so you know, so I make the choice. Well, you know. I like steak, but steak does not like me, so I limit how much I have. Um, you know, so it's it's all about having that knowledge and then having that power to decide and listening to mm-hmm. your body tell yeah. you steak doesn't work right. for mm-hmm. me. You know, I think that is it's like people go on these different diets, paleo, mm-hmm. keto, mm-hmm. vegan, whatever it is, because that's the latest thing, and oh, right. that's you know, mm-hmm. that's what we should do. Their friend uh, is on it. Right. And it worked because mm-hmm. they lost weight. Right. So they think I'm going to mm-hmm. go on that diet. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, their bodies are screaming mm-hmm. like, right. this isn't good for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And we're like, no, mm-hmm. eat it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because everybody is different. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so just because you're on a gluten-free diet doesn't mean that I need to be on a gluten-free diet. In fact, maybe I need more gluten. I never have understood what glutens are. But, um, you know, and, and so all of those various things. So you have to pay attention to your own body. And if you're craving something, I always find that interesting too. I will crave, and I know that I'm craving protein. You know, a lot of times I'll be craving protein um, and, you know, and, and various things. And, and what, you know, I've talked to, to dietitians and they have said, you're low on that. And therefore your body is saying, we need more. How about feed us that? Um, you know, and, and so, you know, it might be that it's, it, I remember one time I was craving Coca-Cola. I almost never drink sodas anymore. They, again, that doesn't go well with me, but it, I would have killed to have had a Coca-Cola. And, and I don't know why. I mean, it was just, and, and I said something on Facebook about it and somebody said, there's something in there that your body was saying you needed. I had one, that was it. I was done. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really kind of bizarre because my body, I just knew I needed that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah, and I think, I, you know, there are so many women that I work with mm-hmm. that um, aren't able to tell the difference mm-hmm. between hunger and uh, like physical hunger right. or uh, uh, emotional hunger. Right. Oh yes. B- binge eating and things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like every, and not even binge eating, but it's like, I'm bored right now. Yeah. So I'm going to eat a bag of potato chips. as I I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Like this, mm-hmm. I need something. Right. And so food mm-hmm. is what we turn to, mm-hmm. to feel better. Mm-hmm. And that's why I call it cry, eat, repeat, because <laughs> we cry, which means we're not feeling so mm-hmm. great. So we eat to feel mm-hmm. better. And then we repeat the whole process mm-hmm. again. Right. And feel yeah. guilty and cry mm-hmm. some more mm-hmm. because we're not paying attention mm-hmm. to what it is we really mm-hmm. need in that moment. Right. Because if you're hungry, mm-hmm. then chicken and broccoli will be, you'll want it. <laughs> it's right. like, mm-hmm. chicken and broccoli, I'm so mm-hmm. I'm hungry, I want to eat it. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, no, I don't feel like that and I don't mm-hmm. feel like that. and yeah, I If feel- you're standing in front of the fridge going, what do I want? You're yeah, not hungry. Then you're probably not hungry. Mm-hmm. Right. So the question is, what is it that I'm mm-hmm. really hungry for? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I need mm-hmm. in this moment? Mm-hmm. And that answer isn't always clear. And mm-hmm. so can you sit with mm-hmm. the feeling? Mm-hmm. And we think we can't. Like, right. on some level, Deb, we mm-hmm. think, no, I can't stand this. I mm-hmm. have to, like, I have to end this. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to eat it, mm-hmm. screw it. I'm just right. going to eat it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to saying, no, I, can, I trust that I can... I can manage mm-hmm. 
this feeling mm-hmm. it and it will go away and it right. will not kill me <laughs> right. and, uh, and you can sidetrack it you know maybe you go and exercise maybe you yep. read a book you know all those yep. various things yeah but it, yeah I think so step one really is to start asking yourself what's really going mm-hmm. on what is it you right. know and sometimes when you sit with it and you allow yourself to kind of go through this process you'll mm-hmm. figure out well, it's six o'clock at night. I'm not hungry, mm-hmm. but I have this feeling. Where did this start? Mm-hmm. Where did this feeling happen? It could go back to something that happened in the morning, right? Threw you off, maybe mm-hmm. with your boss or a mm-hmm. friend, mm-hmm. or it could be something that happened a week ago, right? And it's been sitting there mm-hmm. and sitting there. And so, one of the first things to notice is how you are feeling. Because mm-hmm. if you've got a feeling of malaise in any mm-hmm. sense, of, you know, like, I, I'm off. I don't mm-hmm. feel right. right. Something mm-hmm. isn't quite right. And mm-hmm. food's not the answer. Mm-hmm. And then just trusting. And mm-hmm. but, like, this is not easy to do. I right. get it. Oh yeah. You because know? again, it's a habit. It is you a know? habit. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, so people will sometimes say, oh, easy for you to say, Lynn. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, this is not easy. Mm-hmm. This is, this is mm-hmm. hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, working on ourselves and, and improving ourselves, mm-hmm. our minds and our bodies, this isn't easy. Mm-hmm. This, isn't, this isn't brain uh, or rocket science. It's mm-hmm. harder than that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. This is hard yeah, because we have X number of years behind us saying this is what you do. Right. Right. And the programming mm-hmm. is there. Now, right. the good news is mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. You're right. just... It's just a habit. Mm-hmm. It's your way of dealing with boredom. It's mm-hmm. your way with, of dealing with disappointment. Mm-hmm. It's your way of dealing with sadness. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a clue that, hey, my body is telling me that I need to be taken care of mm-hmm. somehow. And mm-hmm. food is not going to create permanent change. It's right. just going to delay the inevitable. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to start crying all over again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because the, the whatever it was still exists. It still exists. So we get that brief respite from mm-hmm. the pain. I mean, I had a client mm-hmm. once say to me, you know, Lynn, when I sit down and eat for that five minutes out of the whole day or the whole morning mm-hmm. is the first time that I feel like I'm at peace, like my mind shuts up mm-hmm. and the voices stop and I can eat and feel good. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't last. And then the voices right. come back. And mm-hmm. so we're, we're shutting up the voices with, mm-hmm. <laughs> with food, but, mm-hmm. but maybe those voices need some attention. Maybe right. those voices need some redirection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, and yeah, redirection, like maybe meditation, you know, whatever. Right. Um, you know, I, I always like the people that they, they have their first cup of coffee in the morning Yeah, and they sit and they think about their day. Do they really need that cup of coffee to sit and think about their day? Yeah, and that's um, the habit, right? And not that it's a bad habit. Like right. if that works for you, then you do it. Right. But it's just like taking a look at how you want to live your life mm-hmm. and is it working for you? Right. That's really the question I right. always Yeah. Ask. If, if sitting and you? having your cup of coffee works, is it that's okay. Right. Right. Always asking, is Mm-hmm. Is this working for me? What's not working for me? And right. just being curious, because I think the last thing we need to do is beat ourselves up. Mm-hmm. You know, the crying and the eating and the repeating is just because we're beating ourselves up instead right. of saying, hold on, mm-hmm. <laughs> slow down, everybody. Mm-hmm. What's going on in my brain? Mm-hmm. What is because go- I often you know liken it to you know the parents go away and the kids have a party. <laughs> so yeah. mm-hmm. when you're not paying attention mm-hmm. to what's going on in your mind, when you're not staying conscious, then mm-hmm. your thoughts are going to have uh, a mind of their own, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're right. going to go off and do mm-hmm. things that um, that just don't work for you. Right. Well, yeah. and you know, and then they look back at those voices, those things that people said, and they change it. You know, yeah. it wasn't you know, somebody, a doctor, great example, you know, wasn't the doctor saying, hey, be a good idea for you to lose 10 pounds because they were worried about your cholesterol or something like that. Yeah. It turns into you fat slob, you need to lose, you know, and, and, right. you know, and, 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 and you put a different tone, you put a different connotation, you know, all right. of these things. And we right. do that with all of those voices. You know, it wasn't yes. the teacher saying maybe you need to study a little more. 
somehow that becomes the teacher saying you were stupid. You know, all these things. Yes. Well, and, and, and here's another trick that we do. Um, and I'm just talking about women here, not that mm-hmm. men don't have tricks up their sleeves, but so I'm not picking on women, but with women. And um, <laughs> I once had a conversation with my client, who uh, a client who said, you know, my husband thinks I'm bad. Mm-hmm. I said, well, okay, where's that coming from? And right. she said, well, I asked him if the pants I was wearing to our, a party that we went to on Saturday night, if he thought that my the pants made my ass look fat. Right. <laughs> that's like, always a really good question to that's be asking a good somebody. <laughs> that is, right? And so he was like hesitating and finally mm-hmm. he, he, she wouldn't take his answer of, right. you great, honey, I love mm-hmm. you. Let's go to this party. Mm-hmm. And so she ended up having a fight with her husband, mm-hmm. lousy time at the party. Mm-hmm. And I said, what was the purpose of that? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that you really right. needed to know? Mm-hmm. And was your husband ever going to have an answer that would satisfy right. you? No. No. And, and he's thinking, what did I do wrong? What did I do? <laughs> Can I say, there is no right answer here. It's a setup. <laughs> yeah, it's because if he says, we need to go, what do you mean? What are you rushing me? Yeah. Right. There's, right. He's, he's so, lost the second that question comes out of her right. mouth. <laughs> and it's, it's, how we, um, it's how we give our emotional responsibility, our emotional work, we mm-hmm. hand it over to other people right. to make us feel better. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel lousy right now. These pants are feeling a little mm-hmm. tight. I think I'll just pick a fight with my mm-hmm. husband right. and make him make me feel better. Yeah. I'm going to make him as miserable as I am. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to test him to right. see. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, are, were the pants tight? Have you gained some weight? Like, what are the facts here? Yes, right. I've gained weight. Yes. The, so the pants mm-hmm. are tight. They don't fit like they used to. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's deal with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Let's you just need that. to buy new pants. You need to buy new pants mm-hmm. or what is it that you want to do? Right. Are you okay with mm-hmm. your, so- like, what mm-hmm. is it that you want? Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that's getting you tripped up? Mm-hmm. Why are we turning it? Like, right. I, I hear women who still want to blame their moms. Mm-hmm. My mom oh, yeah. used to tell me mm-hmm. that, you know, if I didn't lose weight, I'd never get a Never man. get a boy. Oh, my goodness. Like uh-huh. that. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I'm um, like, where's your mom now? And what is she saying to you now? Because you're she's been dead for 20 years. <laughs> Even if not, it's like you're a grown-up mm-hmm. woman. Right. You get to make all mm-hmm. the rules right now. Mm-hmm. How right. do you want to be in mm-hmm. your life? How do you right. want to show up mm-hmm. in your life? Yeah. And, and, and why make yourself thing. miserable to meet someone else's right. expectations? Right. Um, there, a friend of mine was posting on Facebook a, a week or so ago, and she's she has struggled with her weight, you know, and, and what she thinks it should be, all these various things. And, you know, and, and she's not a size two, but she's also not somebody that is, is obese. You know, she's, she's average, you know, she's and, and right. You know, and she at one point had dieted, dieted, dieted and got down to itsy bitsy. She was absolutely miserable. She said, but you know, it was this thing where, you know, she felt like that was what people expected of her. They, you know, all these various things. And she, um, and she said, you know, she was miserable. She, she couldn't eat what she wanted. She couldn't do what she wanted. Her energy level, of course, was, was so different because she wasn't getting enough food feeding her, her, her uh, body to, to do what she wanted to do. And so she said, you know, I finally decided it wasn't worth it. And, you know, and then she, she said something that I thought was, you know, it was, it was important in there too. But she said, my husband loves me no matter what. So I thought, you know, that's good. So he had yeah. never said you need to lose weight or anything. But yeah, when she said, I just, you know, this is the way I'm going to be for me. I thought, yeah. good for you. Yeah. And, you know, we say my husband loves me no matter what. And, um, and that's lovely. And mm-hmm. it's so important. But I always ask, do you love you right. no matter what? Yeah. Do mm-hmm. you? Because mm-hmm. it sounds like maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think there might have still been, you know, some, yeah. some, you know, struggling with some things. But, um, you know, and, and and, you know, I, I just, that was one of the, that was kind of like, you know, does this make me look fat? I was not going there. I was not going to say anything. Right. Um, and, but, but yeah, it's, you know, it was, it, but it was, it was interesting to me. And especially that she was being so public about it. Yeah. She said, you know, and, and basically she said, if you don't like the way I look too bad, 
And, and, you know, and, and, and that's your problem, which that is, you know, you, you know, and, and, and she said, you know, because I'm happy, I get to eat what I want. Um, and, and she did say, you know, I've talked to my doctor, you know, my, my blood sugar is good. All of those various things that, you know, and, and she said, you know, I'm just, and and, and we see people like that, you know, well, I'm big boned. Okay. I mean, you know, all these, it it, it is, it's, you know, how do you feel about yourself? If you feel like you want to be littler, Okay. But if you feel like, you know, that second piece of cake, I'm going to go for it. Fine. Yes. The question has to be, and I don't think we ask it enough, is what do I want? And I feel nothing Mm -hmm. but compassion for the woman you talk about Mm -hmm. for myself as a nine-year-old in Mm -hmm. my 20s and 30s, where, I mean, we didn't really know better. Mm -hmm. But once we know better, Mm -hmm. then... Well, I mean, I could say we have a responsibility to do better, mm-hmm. but no, we don't. Mm-hmm. We still get to do whatever right. we want. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so freeing mm-hmm. for women to right. really get that. Mm-hmm. You, you, we hear women say all the time, I don't care what she thinks. I don't care what they think. All that matters is how I think. And you mm-hmm. can hear in the tone that that ain't actually right. True. Right. You know, they're, they're still looking, like, you know, or are they, are they seeing me walk down the hall? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? There's like some bravado there. There's some positioning mm-hmm. and, and a stance as opposed to, you know, I love them mm-hmm. and I don't care what they think about me. Mm-hmm. Like that right. is such a, a, a mm-hmm. more peaceful place to come right. from because if you really don't care, then there is no mm-hmm. uh, residual. Right bad feelings right. or anything you you feel pretty good right. and you feel good about them as well as yourself yeah. and and if they're the type of people that are, you know are just gonna pick nits you know yeah. nitpick you know do all of those things then maybe you don't need them in your life you know well, that and that's that is of course a, a different different thing but you know but I find it interesting how and you you talk about this in the book how we as women don't support other women. You know, we're the ones looking, going, well, that skirts, and I'm, you know, I'm guilty of this too. That skirts a little tight on her. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it was funny. Just a little bit ago, I, I saw a, a, you know, on Facebook, um, where one of the Kardashians, one of the whoever's, um, had been toe shamed. You know, we fat shame people. She okay. had worn sandals, and I mean, she's what? She's like twenty, <laughs> and 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 somebody was like, oh my God, you shouldn't wear sandals. Your feet are ugly. Okay. First of all, why would somebody say that? I mean, that just baffles me to start with, but you know, we just really jump into let's, let's say something negative about this person. And I'm sure some of it in many cases is jealousy. You know, we've got, and then we've got this nice big computer screen here that's going to protect us so we can say whatever we want. But you know, we, you know, maybe you didn't like how our toes looked, maybe that dress was just a wonderful dress. So you say something nice, you know, we don't have to go to saying to something negative. Right. And, and maybe we don't have to say anything at all. Because I think that we think we are supposed to comment on a woman's body. If she's lost weight, we should say, Oh, you look great. You look great. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, Mm -hmm. I think that commenting on a woman's looks and her body Mm -hmm. or anything about <laughs> how she looks mm-hmm. at this point, and maybe the pendulum will swing back. But I think right now it's a bit of a it's a it's a hot button, mm-hmm. you know. Because right. oh yeah, because it could be taken as um, right. as 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 sexually aggressive. I mean, all sorts of things, all kinds mm-hmm. of things. And I think that if we were to just be able to give women some mm-hmm. space, right, to just be who they are. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think to your point that women can be unkind to women, absolutely. But in defense of women, we've been trained to do that. Right. Oh, yeah. We've been trained, like diet mm-hmm. culture says, you know, survival of the thinnest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not like, fittest, okay, thinnest. Mm-hmm. I got to be thinner than her. Mm-hmm. I got to be better than her mm-hmm. so I can get the mm-hmm. prize, whatever the prize is right. deemed to be. The, mm-hmm. Supposedly, it's the man. Mm-hmm. Um and I love men, but men have played into this. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about this whole psychology and dynamic, mm-hmm. this is um, a societal problem. Mm-hmm. This is a problem that is, this isn't a woman's problem. Right. This is a societal mm-hmm. problem because men, you have daughters and you don't right. want your daughters mm-hmm. to be, uh, to grow up mm-hmm. the way so many women have. Right. 
And so I think that, and I see it in men have mm-hmm. really, you know, come around in mm-hmm. our, like even conversations with my husband where he'll say, you know, well, like, we've had no idea this, you could see all this stuff that's happening now mm-hmm. with men are going like, whoa, when we mm-hmm. had no idea. And, mm-hmm. and it is, and either did we as women, mm-hmm. we had no idea what mm-hmm. we were buying into right. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's it's and it's funny we're we're having this discussion in March and this is Women's History Month, mm-hmm. um, and I just thought that was you know it was this is a very appropriate discussion to be having because of the history and the baggage that that we are bringing. Um, but it was interesting. I, I mentioned earlier that I had gone to a business association meeting today, and they had a young lady from local high school read something that she wrote about empowering women. Mm-hmm. And you know, and she started by saying men you need to pay attention to. Um but it really was, you know, it was it was very it it was very cool, you know, and and um I'm hoping that uh that they they post it so that we can read it again and and all sorts of things because you know, I thought that high school girl gets it. You know, and 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 hopefully she will then carry that into her professional life. You know, if she has children raising them, you know, because it's not just how you raise your daughters, it's how you raise your sons, Um, you know, all of those various things. And maybe she doesn't have kids, but you know, that's, but yeah, how does she carry that on with her? Because it's, you know, it, 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 in some ways it is getting better, but in some ways it is just the same old, same old. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, it has become like, a, a, it's become territorial. It's right. like us against them mm-hmm. or them against them right. because they don't want to know. Mm-hmm. And that whole thing. And it's like, oh my goodness, it sounds so trite, but can't we all just get along for right. the sake of mm-hmm. all of us? Right. Like we all benefit. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I've heard some men say, you know, women are just being in the pendulum is swung too far and all of mm-hmm. that. And it's an overcorrection and all of that talk. And I'm like, okay, but how does that help the conversation? Right. Mm-hmm. How is this helping the conversation? Because clearly we need to talk about some mm-hmm. things. We need to right. change some things. And mm-hmm. I can't do, I can't change things in my family without my husband. Mm-hmm. Women can't change things in society without right. men. Mm-hmm. Like we, we need each other. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a very healthy way to look mm-hmm. at it. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it has been interesting to watch and, and especially because of the whole Me Too movement, yeah. um, you know, and, and certainly, you know, there, there are changes that need to be made. Um, you know, I don't think that, that anybody can, can argue with that, but, you know, we, it is, it is a, it has to be a group effort yeah. um, to, to be making those changes. Um, you know, it is nice that women are stepping up and saying, hey, we need to do this. But, you know, I, I saw a picture the other day of, of, you know, some, some movie star, a woman, and she had worn a dress to some big thing that had, you know, women's names embroidered on it. That's great. Yep. But what did it do? Um, you know, was there, and, and it didn't even really make people talk about it besides just saying, well, Hey, that's kind of an interesting dress. Oh, was that the one? Was that Natalie Portman? Yes, it was. The, it was. Yeah. The w- names of women, women producers who hadn't yeah. been nominated or right. Or right. Who had and, you know, and obviously it got people talking about it, Yeah, but you have to do more than talk about it. Um, you know, and, and that's where all of this ties in. You know, it's, it's, you know, I, I always say at the start of, of the program, it's our, our personal and our business. And we want to improve that, you know, improving this personally will help us improve from a oh business standpoint. Also. Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, so much of how, what we carry in our mm-hmm. bodies and the struggle that we mm-hmm. have with our bodies is reflected, not just on right. our bodies, mm-hmm. but in our families, mm-hmm. in our businesses, mm-hmm. in relationships because it's always there in the mm-hmm. back of our minds. Right. I always say if you want to lose weight on your body, you mm-hmm. gotta lose the weight in your head first. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's where mm-hmm. things are super heavy. Mm-hmm. That weight's gotta go. Mm-hmm. Whether you decide to lose it on your body or not, that's entirely up mm-hmm. to you, but you're never gonna get peace of mind right. with all that stuff mm-hmm. weighing you down in mm-hmm. your head. Right. You know, and, and then it does, it carries into the business environment. So when you're, when you're thinking, oh, you know, nobody really likes me because I'm right. overweight, yeah. you know, whether you are or not, then it comes, then, then that little voice transitions into, I'm not smart enough to do my job. 
Mm-hmm. I'm never going to get promoted. I mean, all right. of those things too, you yep. know, that, that whole negative self-talk when it, yep. when it goes, um, you know, and we're, we're, you know, it'd be nice if we could just flip that little switch, but it doesn't work that way. Um, yep. But, but it is, it's an ongoing process. And, and as you say in your book, and as we've been talking about, it, a big part of it is being aware of that. Why yep. is that happening? And, and what do you want to happen? What do you want the outcome to be? What do you want the outcome to be? So if you want the outcome to be your business, like mm-hmm. a, if you want to build a successful business right. and you really decide that you mm-hmm. want that, then the only thing that can stop you is your mind. Right. It's not going to be your body. It's not mm-hmm. going to be how you look right. on camera. It's mm-hmm. going to be all the stuff that you mm-hmm. come up with in your mind, all the, all the excuses mm-hmm. that we make. Right. Not have to go mm-hmm. put ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. We say, oh, well, I, you know, the, w- whatever the excuse and I'm, and I say that, you know, I mean it, we make excuses. Mm-hmm. I have made excuses and they have held right. me back. Mm-hmm. And then we blame, <laughs> we say, mm-hmm. it's, it's not me making excuses. Right. It's mm-hmm. because this happened or that mm-hmm. happened. And no, it's none of those mm-hmm. things. Right. It's right. What, what we're doing in mm-hmm. our minds. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it is, it's those little conversations that were, or big conversations that we're yes. having that are holding us back. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, and you know, it can't be, as you said, it can't be an excuse. Mm-hmm. You know, I eat because, or right. I didn't get this project because, you know, you have to recognize right. what is going on yep. and what can I do to fix it? And, and there are times where you might need to get help, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, where you have someone who is a coach and we'll get to that in a moment, <laughs> right. um, you know, or maybe it is that, you know, you, you, you might need to, you know, to go to a doctor, to go to a dietitian, to go, to go back to school, you know, whatever yeah. it is, you might, you might not be able to do it on your own. And there's right. absolutely nothing that is wrong with asking for help. But again, absolutely. we've been trained in many cases, you're, you know, you don't do that. You know, means you're not smart enough. Um, we've talked about that on the program a lot. Where small business owners frequently will not ask for help, especially when we're just starting out, because we think we have to be able to do it all. Well, I'm sorry, I can't write a contract. I don't know how to do this. I'm, you know, all sorts of things. And if I want to be successful, I have to ask for help. Right. Absolutely. And. At the end of the day, the thing you don't need is a cookie right. <laughs> because you deserve it or you've earned mm-hmm. it, all right. that stuff. Like mm-hmm. notice the stuff that your mind, it mm-hmm. sounds good in your mind. Mm-hmm. Like I worked hard today. I deserve this extra mm-hmm. helping of whatever it is. Right. That's just another lie that we tell mm-hmm. ourselves to let ourselves off the hook. Yep. If we say that getting in shape is what we want mm-hmm. and do the things that you mm-hmm. need to do to get in shape. Otherwise, Stop talking about Mm -hmm. it. Have the extra helping. Eat whatever you want Mm -hmm. because you're entitled to do that. Mm -hmm. But stop making yourself crazy by saying you want this Mm -hmm. and then you do another. Mm -hmm. So with the two things, so you're out of integrity. Right. Right. We we self-sabotage before we ever even get going on it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the people that, you know, I've... I, you know, I'm, I've, I've lost five pounds so I can have a, a cookie. I can have, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, if, if, if maybe, but you know, it's so like, much no. more powerful to say, I want a cookie, damn it. And I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. And, and not, I deserve it yeah. or I earned it. Yeah. I want a cookie. Yeah. yeah okay, I'm going to eat a cookie. Right. <laughs> now, right. eating the whole box of cookies, maybe not so much. <laughs> Darn Girl Scouts. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> oh, cool. Well, oh my gosh, Lynn, we are almost at the top of the hour. And we didn't even talk about how you work with business professionals um, because you, you do that also. But tell us a little bit more about what you do. So I work with mostly high achieving women who, are, whether they're lawyers or business owners, who um, who in the process of building their businesses, mm-hmm. building their lives, struggle with their weight and their bodies and the stories they tell about themselves mm-hmm. and how they don't realize that that, their bodies or mm-hmm. what the relationship with mm-hmm. their bodies, because it's never your body's fault and it's right. not about the food, um, how that is getting in the way, the stories mm-hmm. we tell about our bodies. So I work with um, women who, once we uncover all that stuff, mm-hmm. weight loss becomes a natural consequence right. mm-hmm. of 
doing that inner work, that your business success becomes a natural consequence mm-hmm. of lightening the load in your mm-hmm. mind. It really is quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. intuitive as it sounds, mm-hmm. that's kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, how do people find you and connect with you? You can find me at lynnelioff.com. Everything is right there. And I would really love to hear from um, anyone who might just want to ask me some questions about what we talked about. Perfect. The Dignity Diet is on Amazon. And Mm -hmm. I so appreciate that you gave me this opportunity to speak to your audience, Deb. You're awesome. You ask well, great questions, a great conversation. It's been so much fun. Um, you know, and, and it's been a delight. And it's I've been watching the sun going in the sun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You're like leaning sideways. Um, but but you know, yeah. it's just we have so much fun having these conversations yeah. that we forget all of this. And, and I always say, you know, I have to set a timer because we could keep going on this. Yes. Um, you know, and, and, and we really could, because to me, this is fascinating yes. to, you know, to, to talk through all of this and, and, um, you know, and, and so obviously we have to have you on again, because I think this is something that, you know, as we said, yes, we're focusing on women, yep. but for the men, you need to be paying attention to this too, because, you know, what are you, what are you doing? You know, are you, are you the one telling the woman, excuse me, your <clears throat> looks a little fat in that, um, yeah. you know, or thinking, oh my God, I don't even know what to say, you know, and, and all these various things. And, and more importantly, you know, how are you talking with your daughters? I mean, that is one of the key things, you know, how are we raising our children? Because mm. we're hoping that, you know, it, it's getting better every time. Yes. Great. Oh. You're right. It's so there's so much we could keep going, and so I would love to come back. Yes, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. <laughs> All right. Um, and until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely fascinating time talking with Lynn Elioff, and everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.